Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to this episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd, and very excited to be back in the studio, although it's another pre-record uh, that we're doing today. We're, we're just a couple of days ahead. Um, we're sitting in the studio on Thursday, the 23rd. and, and why, you, why are we pre-recording today, Cheryl? Because we have something very exciting happening today as you're listening. As you know, we have azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We also have Pot of Gold Estate Liquidations Auctions. And today is our big all-day Saturday auction. And so we are... Um, Already doing the the whole humming a humming a humming a soul thing. Yeah, I should never do that, should I? No, I, I can tell I, by the look you're giving. I, me. I, I think I'd advise you. <laughs> hey, I'm Dan Todd, the other host, and we've got a great show today. We're going to start our first hour with Amanda Suffercole. She's the co-host of Eye of the Target Radio. She's also NRA certified instructor and Alice trainer. That's alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. She's a DC project speaker coordinator and. Um, Second Amendment, Milita and Constitution. Militia. Militia and Constitution. We also have Amy Dillon. She's a U.S. Marine, firearms instructor, and a writer. And she is a D.C. Project speaker. Mm-hmm. Diane Mueller. She's a founder and organizer of the D.C. Project. She's a retired police officer, captain of Team Benelli 3-Gun, a certified firearms instructor, and is a co-host of Shooting Gallery on the Outdoor Channel. She's a little busy. Well, sort of like Cheryl, huh? (laughs) Kind of like Dan and Cheryl, yeah. Then our second hour, we have Corrine Mosher. She's a competitive three-gun shooter, and she's also a DC Project speaker. She's in the generation of millennials, and so it's it's fun and exciting to see how varied the, the Second Amendment community is and the people that are passionate about their rights. And, and so, especially when you see a young person who, you know, the millennials are just not known for taking their time on the weekends and spending their travel money to go to Washington, D.C. necessarily to fight for their, their constitutional rights. So it's exciting when you, when you have that kind of energy uh, that we can, you know, tap into. And, and so we're excited to talk to her as well. Right. And we also have Gabby Franco Pepper. She's um, a she's a competitive shooter. Um, she you'll know her when you hear her voice because she's got that beautiful accent from Venezuela, and um, so she immigrated uh, a few years back to the United States. But she was an Olympic shooter for Venezuela um, several years ago. Oh, that's right, and that's a anti total anti gun place, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very, oh. and so her her message is basically 
you know what, I'm here in America and I'm going to speak up every chance I get because I'm never going to be in a position again in my life where my rights are taken away yeah, from have, me. Is there any country out there that took away our gun rights, took away their gun rights and then and gave, then them, gave back? them back? <laughs> yeah, I don't I think little so. Heard, I heard it's a little, worth a Google, but I don't think so. I heard a little Bert today about that gunman that was in Germany today yeah. and they were talking about if they had guns yeah. that it wouldn't have been a target. But yeah. we also have Todd Ratner. Rathner. He's a, Rathner. He's an attorney, lobbyist, and chairman and executive director of the NRA Freedom Alliance. The NFA. 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 Freedom Alliance. And I was going to make everybody wait until we got to his segment to say what NFA is. But, um, you know, I don't want everybody to be, like, frustrated. What the heck? NFA what? That's the National Firearms Act right. of 1934, I believe. That regulates machine guns sawed-off shotguns, uh, silence suppressors, mm-hmm. and, uh, and any other weapon-type mm-hmm. guns. That's so, like pin guns, mm-hmm. things like that. So he's behind the uh, Freedom Alliance for the NFA type of firearm. So it'll be very interesting to hear what he's been doing. And, and so our theme today is just simply the DC Project, because most of the, the guests we have today are part of the DC Project. And what is the DC Project? Well, in a couple of weeks, a whole group of ladies, one from each state, so 50 ladies are going to go to Washington, D.C., and they're, they're female firearms professionals. So, you know, I have a, a, the gun store, I have this radio show, and so, you know, I'm one piece of it. Then we've got, you know, Corinne, who's going to come on. She's a competitive shooter, and, and uh, die. Diana uh, Muller, she does all the things that she does. So we're coming at this from all these different angles. Amy Dillon is a, a former Marine. And so we're, we're going to go to Washington and we're going to establish relationships with our individual lawmakers. Now think about that. Who does that anymore? Right. Right. All we do is, is sit back and complain about what they did after they did it when we never took the time to send them an email give them a call, write them a letter, and say, this is how I'd like you to vote. Right. We did this before in January of last February. year. February this mm-hmm. year. And there was about, what, we have about 13 or 14 women mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we're going to have 50. Yeah. I'm going. Right? <laughs> I'm going I'm to be there. <laughs> well, what it was, better way? I'm going to be around 50 women, plus I'm going to get to meet some congressmen. Plus, they all get guns they right. they love firearms they love our constitutional rights i mean what a better group to go hang out with so so yeah we're gonna uh i'm gonna read our mission statement here we're female firearms professionals establishing relationships with our individual lawmakers to reveal the faces and stories of the second amendment supporters and to serve as advisors on america's gun culture and i don't even like that whole gun culture gun community because it seems like we're somehow separated from the rest of everybody else um but it's just a a particular interest that we have a particular set of of um you know knowledge that we have and so if we can go to our senators and to our congress people and we can say hey if you're about to you know write a bill or make a speech or something that that you would like to tap into like let's say me for example uh, a small business owner, right? Okay, how about a small business owner that's a, a woman? Oh, how about if that small business is a gun store? And by the way, we have this radio show besides. So I'm, I am a resource of information for them. 
you, Dan, ha- wear all those same hats, right? Except for the, the female part. You are an incredible resource for them. So what are you giggling about? I don't even want to know. Well, so far I wear the same hat. I mean, who, who knows what I'm going to be 20 years from now. <laughs> That's true. No, no, I know, I know. But, but anyway, so most of our, our guests today are part of the DC Project. We'll be speaking on the lawn of the Capitol building on the afternoon of Friday, July 8th, between 2 and 4 p.m. If you are close enough by, please come and be part of our rally. I'm going to be one of the speakers. Love to see you there. Yeah, that's just going to say, I I think you're going to speak too, right? I am. I'm very excited. I'm going to be speaking from the perspective of being a grandma. How much do I love that? Our little grandbaby, she's almost two. She's going too. Will she speak? Well, maybe. (laughs) Every once in a while, you put her on the microphone at the uh, auction house, and she seems to enjoy hearing herself. She goes, this. (laughs) This. This. That's it. This is her big word. I I love it. Well, you know what? I'm excited about the DC Project, too. And um, what I'm really excited about today on the news on Fox, hearing Paul Ryan. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping he's listening to us today, Mm -hmm. because I want to take him to dinner while we're in D.C., Seriously, right? Wouldn't that uh, he be does awesome? such a fantastic job um, showing um, what the public, what the Democrats are doing right now by taking advantage of the shooting that we had last last week. Which, by the way, we were pre-recorded last week and we didn't get to speak about that. But we really uh, say want to say prayers for the family and uh, families, that, the friends, right. everyone involved and and affected by that horrible, horrible. Right. Uh, crime. Of course, we're talking about Orlando, Florida, the Pulse nightclub. Right. But for the Democrats to come in here and start, you know, they're doing fundraisers for this set-in that they're doing in Congress right now, in the Senate floor, and they're asking to donate $5, $25, up to $1,000, while they make an advertising campaign for because the Republicans aren't voting on bills to protect them. And the problem is these bills are so watered down pieces of whatever that we can't we can't vote on them. They they take our rights away. That's what it is. And I don't. I mean, watered down. I'm not sure I would use that exact phrasing. But but what was so shocking to me yesterday is that here we have sitting on the floor, like literally on the carpet. One of the the civil rights leaders from the '60s, and he he fought to to protect our civil rights, and now he's sitting on the floor in order to convince people to to trump on our rights, to trump on due process, to say let's just pile people's names on this uh, no fly no buy list without any due process involved. For that, he's going to not only sit on the carpet, but he's also going to hopefully raise money based on his his actions that are rooted in the tragedy of hundreds. I mean, it was 50 lives lost, but hundreds of people injured. And plus hundreds, it's, thousands of lives affected by that, by the way. It's not just those that were shot, but it's the families and the yeah, kids. And- I, I don't often say shame on you, but I'm telling you, shame on them. Right, and that so was horrible. If if we're going to protect our rights, then why aren't we protecting all of our rights? What are we going to be selective? That's the whole problem. We we're allowed to have some rights. We have to protect all of our rights. 
Well, amen to that. And uh, we're doing what we can do because we're spreading the word. We're talking about these things. We want this to be a conversation. So please email us at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. Reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, It's all gunfreedomradio.com. And stick around because we have such a great lineup of guests. And who you will hear next is Miss Amanda Suffolk, the co-host of Eye on the Target Radio, coming up right after this message. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. It's sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Today, we're talking about projecting a new face on the Second Amendment, and we're talking to several of the ladies of the DC Project. First up is Amanda Suffolk. She's a co-host of I in the Target Radio. She's an NRA certified instructor and an Alice trainer. That's alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. And she's also a DC project speaker and coordinator. Amanda, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Miss Amanda, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for for making time. You know, we're in the middle of the week here because we're doing a pre-record. It'll air on this coming Saturday. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you you finding the time for us, and especially all that you're doing with the DC project. So you're a speaker, and you're coordinating all the rest of the speakers. So you're herding cats, lady. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not. I, that's that's part of my problem is is that I'm not one to. 
like you. I mean, I watch you go. I'm not one to kind of stand back. And so it's like, okay, I I am a great follower if somebody's leading. And if there's a vacuum, I'm stepping in and saying, okay, here, wait, maybe we can make this better. And, you're and so just it awesome. just happens. You're awesome at at both things. And we're so fortunate and blessed to, to have your energy uh, involved in the, the DC project. And I talked a little bit about it at the top of the hour, said what our, our mission statement was. But, you know, what do you say to people when they're like, all right, what is this, this DCP? What is this DC project? Um, what I tell them is that um, the Second Amendment is no longer about um, chubby chubby men with beards and Are you class. talking about me again, Amanda? <laughs> we told you about that. He, he doesn't have a beard, so no, she's not talking about you. <laughs> no, I actually I actually say that in front of Rob because he's all of those things, and he's always wearing... Robin Sandoval's like, you're always in plaid. He says, they don't make non-plaid for a man my size. <laughs> I love but, it. Oh, and, my gosh. Um, but really, I tell them that, that really what's happening is that the face of the Second Amendment now wears lipstick. Mm-hmm. It, it's the largest growing market, and um, and I believe that the women's movement in firearms awareness overall is what's going to help us protect the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Because before it was, well, my husband did that, and I didn't, and so when I voted, I either voted the way he said, I'm not speaking for me, I'm just speaking in general, sure. that I either vote the way he said or I just didn't bother. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're like, that's my concealed carry gun you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. not just some scary guy with some scary gun. It is the gun that I use to protect my children. Mm. And I think that that's, that's why the D.C. Project is so critical Amanda, um, is Cheryl telling you my secrets? Because I have a lipstick <laughs> issue. Oh, gosh. You just Wait said a minute. That. No, Boy, that I just took kidding. an odd turn. I, 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 well, she said lipstick <laughs> is changing. the. You know, you're right, yeah, though. Yeah. Um, we are seeing a big change, and women are contr- are starting to, I don't want to say control, but they're influencing the market more. Oh, I, yeah. it's, it's awesome. And the women are, I mean, if the guys would get smart and realize that the more women that are involved in guns, the more guns they can own. <laughs> exactly. And, and getting your girlfriend or wife to be involved in a sport that you enjoy so that you guys can do it together and you don't get grief about it. Right. They're um, not going to say it, no, you know? Yeah, I, it, it's a wise thing, yeah. Cheryl tells me all the time, when are you going to get another gun? Well, not so much anymore, but... <laughs> Well, he buys really <laughs> big and expensive ones. I mean, who's got two howitzer cannons, Mr. Todd? You do. Okay, moving right along. Um, so, so how, Amanda, did you first hear about the DC Project and get involved with it? Well, I actually, it was a very, very roundabout way. And it actually kind of came, it was one of those that it was meant to be. Because mm-hmm. it came from two different directions almost at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Deb Despain, who is out of Kentucky was on my radio show talking about concealed carry in Kentucky, probably six months, eight months before the D.C. project even came up. And so Deb had, had been, we had connected, and so we were, we were talking. So when she, who is a three-gunner, was at an event with Diana Muller, and Diana said that she was looking for somebody, Deb's like, well, you need to talk to her. Nice. So. So that was kind of happening. At the same time, there was a a group from the History Channel that was trying to do a a 
um, I don't know what you'd call it, a, a show, mm-hmm. some kind of a, it's not quite a documentary. It's uh, whatever that word is. Um, but it's a show where they followed you around and it was Second Amendment related and they followed you around, but they wanted some kind of a crescendo at the end of 12 weeks. Oh, well, it, was it like a was, reality show? Is that what you mean? That or? would be the word. Okay, yes. gotcha. So it was a reality show that they were trying to do. And um, so I was talking to somebody else and I talked to them about it and they told me, frankly, that I was too boring oh. and that I... <laughs> Well, you know, did it make you blush because it was such a great compliment? Good heavens. Uh, Well, I was like, well, with guns, there there is no fabulous crescendo. I mean, we want it all to be nice and smooth. Exactly. Wait a minute. If if I was going to do a reality show on people that carry guns and, you know, the life of somebody carrying a gun, well, I'd... I would have them go to Detroit at 2 o'clock in the morning Stop and walk it. around. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that, if they... And that's what they were looking for. They were truly looking for somebody to volunteer to go look for trouble or to right. have something go on or to be arrested. Or and I'm oh, like, those aren't man. the things I really want to do. Right. Yeah. That's not what we're about. Yeah. So I then found out that as I was talking... Um, I was giving names and recommendations, and Diana Muller's name came back up mm-hmm. through from this woman. And uh, I talked to Di about it, and then then we started talking about DC projects. But the funny part was, she was like, "Yeah, they told me I was too boring." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, okay, I don't feel so bad about that because now I'm in really fabulous company for being Seriously? too boring on a Second Amendment issue." If they yeah. think that you and Diana Muller are boring. I am not sure what they were after. Well, you they're, guys they're are they're definitely on the wrong, it all on the, the wrong time. page because yeah. people that responsible gun owners don't make a big deal out of carrying a gun. They don't tell anybody. They don't show them. So right. how could you get anything that would be a reality show out of that? So is, I, I don't know. So is that know. then that how, how the DC Project was birthed? Because the, well, that's your big crescendo? I, no, it was Di. Di came up with it at some point, and and then I just was like, "Wow, this sounds like a great idea. I would I would love to be involved." Mm-hmm. So you know, it is definitely her baby, one hundred percent. And so I'm just like, "Okay, you're leading it, and I want to be standing right behind you." You know, tell tell me what you need, tell me what you want to do to make it successful, and we will figure out a way to make that happen. I love it. And so in February, we went as kind of like a trial run, like, okay, how do we work the Metro and how do you make appointments and that sort of thing. And uh, so now we are like uh, den moms or or something, right? Yeah, yeah, room (laughs) mothers. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like we're going to camp. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are the other people in my cabin. Yeah. Yeah. And when I look at the list of names of ladies from across the country that are coming, I'm just like, okay, I why am I your den mom? I mean, can I just sit at your feet and listen to the knowledge you have and the experience you have? It's just I'm, incredible. I'm exactly. I'm like, I am just so glad to be able to be, be able to play along. Mm-hmm. And, and the part of it is, is, you know, we're going there and we're going to talk to our state reps. And, and I don't mean to discount that at all because that is it. Mm-hmm. And that, that, but for me, in addition to that, it's, I get to meet these 50 fabulous women who have done so much stuff that I want to be able to copy or emulate or just bow to. Exactly. It's just really impressive and incredible uh, what what has come together in such a short amount of time. Now, we're we're running out of time, but I wanted you to just talk about 
um, the rally a little bit because you put so much energy into forming this rally. Um, so what are you going to speak on? How do people get involved if they can physically be there? Just run with that for a minute. Yeah. Well, the, the, the easy thing to do is if you are in the D.C. area or can be in the D.C. area, on the 8th of July at 2 p.m., go to the Capitol. You'll see us. We're going to be on the Capitol front lawn. And, um, and there's, a, there's a group of speakers, and they're all speaking about, about the women's viewpoint. I mean, I don't want to say women's issues because it's, it's just it's, uh, citizens' issues, mm-hmm. but the women's viewpoint mm-hmm. of the Second Amendment and how it ties in. And they thread from one to another. I mean, Gabby Franco is going to be there. And she is, is, have you seen how pregnant she is? She is very pregnant. <laughs> Bless her little heart. I was going to ask her if she was pregnant, but I was a little afraid to. <laughs> you never ask that. Oh, you, you can't. At this point, it's like she she ate the beach ball. I mean, it is not, not just a tiny little belly. It is not a big person, and it is a big baby. I love her. So, so, so it's new moms. It's, it's moms. It's grandmothers. It's um, I just it's the whole the whole thing. I've got we've got millennials. We've got attorneys. We we've just looking at it from a variety of different vantage points. And so, I I can't wait to speak, but more so, I can't wait to listen. Yes, you know, me too. You know, the so, good thing about this is that you know guys have been kind of controlling the gun market all these years. Mm-hmm. And the women are stepping in now, and we're seeing a, a a huge spike in gun sales. We're seeing, and it's because, and not in a bad way, women talk. Mm-hmm. And men oh, yeah. kind of sit back, and they'll show their little buddies and stuff, but they keep it quiet. But the women get on a platform and say, I am res- I'm a responsible gun owner. Mm-hmm. Thank right. you. Thanks, all the women out there. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, we relate, don't we, Amanda? I, I think so, and I, I think that... And we go about things on a different level, and I think women much more embrace education and training. Mm, um, I think that there's there's just we learn differently, and we we embrace it differently. True, oh, yeah. and and I don't even mind if anybody heard what we just said as sexist and a challenge, because I'd no. love for some men out there to go what. What do you mean women care more about safety and training? I'll show them. I'm going to get more safety and training. Go it's for not it. That they care. Right? It's not that they care more. It's, it's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Guys are completely different how they do things than women do. And, and it's cool because women, they get noticed better. Not, well, there is, there is a little bit of guys, and, and I am going to be sexist with this. Guys believe inherently that because they're born with testosterone, that they can drive a stick shift, run a chainsaw, and shoot a gun. That's true. Right? I mean, they do think just, that. The ones I've met. There's stuff that, that comes with it. And so it's harder to convince them that maybe a little bit more training would be, would be a good thing. So women are like, okay, I'm going to listen to the trainer where the guys, uh, I don't know, they, you know, just, and, and I'm not talking about everybody. And sure. everybody's unique and different. But just on the whole, if you, if you statistically plotted them where they are in the, in the curve. Yeah. I love it. All right. I got to wrap yeah. up. I am so excited. I'm going to see you so soon. What is it, like two weeks we're going to be in D.C.? It's less than two weeks. I yes. love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Stick around because coming up after this break, we have a former Marine drill instructor, Miss Amy Dillon, coming up right after this. 
Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. We're sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. You know, our next guest is a former Marine drill instructor and also is involved in the DC project. It's Amy Dillon. I'm I'm a little nervous to have a former <laughs> drill in, uh, sergeant with me, so our drill instructor. Hey, Miss Amy, how are you? Hi, Cheryl. I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited about the project coming up, and I'm excited to have you on the air with us. I'm excited, too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you think drill instructor, marine drill instructor, <laughs> right? And then yes. people have to look at your guest page on gunfreedomradio.com, and you're just this darling, lovely <laughs> Woman, but then there's this picture of you in your marine uniform, and it's like, okay, yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. I would, <laughs> I would not want you to yell at me. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, that was definitely a very interesting uh, time in my life, I should say. <laughs> so, Amy, what what got you into that? Well, I I, I was uh, I enlisted in the Marine Corps right after high school, and I did uh, I served twelve years active duty, wow. and sometime during my my military career, you know, I decided that I, I wanted to, to train the next generation and, um, you know, volunteered to be a drill instructor, got, got selected, went through the screening process and then went to, uh, went to school for it and, uh, did that for, for about three years. So that was, a a very, uh, a very, uh, <laughs> different side of me, I should say. But. Well, thank you very much for your service. That's awesome. 12 oh, years before. So how many years total did you have in? 12 years total. Wow. You don't even look old enough for that. Oh. 
I'm telling you. you. But, you know, I, I bet nobody saw you coming. I bet they were like, oh, well, let's see what we did with this little cupcake, right? And then you're yeah, like... you know, it, it, was, it was very unexpected, I should say. It wasn't like I, I grew up with the, um, you know, wanting to be a Marine my entire, you know, childhood. It was just something that I... I, I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to serve. I, I wanted to make a difference. And um, I don't know why I chose the Marine Corps. <laughs> it seemed it seemed hard, and I wanted a challenge, and I wanted to be the best. Go so big or go home. I went that route. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to get to how you got involved in the D.C. Project. But, but first, I do want to know a little bit more about your background. Like, you know, so the Marines weren't an automatic given for you growing up. You, you just kind of ended up landing there. Um, because you, you were excited about the challenge, but, but how were you raised with guns around you or is this something you came to later in life? So I actually had never fired a, a gun until, um, actually until I went to boot camp, um, in the Marines. I, I grew up in a house with guns, but it was, uh, just, just, you know, knowing not to touch them. Um, uh, I never, I never actually handled a firearm. I never asked to go to the range. I just didn't have an interest in it, but, um, I, I shot a rifle for the first time, um, in boot camp and, Eventually, uh, later on in my career, I actually became certified as a marksmanship coach. And then later on, I became a marksmanship trainer. And wow. so having those certifications, when I um, ended my active service, I, I decided to, to delve into the firearms industry upon, upon exiting my active service. And, and I became certified by my state, uh, South Carolina is my home state. And I teach the concealed weapons permit classes there. And then I also um, am certified by the NRA. As a, as an instructor and also a chief range safety officer. So you you went your entire life up till the end of high school, and you've never fired a gun, but you had guns in the family. Then you go in the in the Marines and you fire your gun the first time. How'd that feel? It was very. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, it was it was a very different. I, I want to say um, it was just very different because you know how I approached it was it was just part of the training uh, it wasn't anything you know I didn't even know that there was a recreational um a whole you know side of of, of firearms until until I actually got um you know into the service and, and started shooting going to ranges and, and just shooting for practice and things like that um so I don't I, I just felt um it was very, this part of the training and then I I enjoyed it I it was therapeutic sometimes <laughs> It really can be. And, uh, yes. And you know what I, I love is that, um, like, just even with our gun store, Easy Firearms, when we're trying to hire people to work in the retail side of things, it's so hard. We want to hire a female. But it, up until now, we've had a hard time because either the women that know guns are, it's like they're trying so hard. They've got this persona of hardness about them, this this sort of masculine you know, armor that they put on themselves or right. they're on that other end where I've just learned this term. It's like, is it gun bunnies? Is that the, the term when yes. we will have yes. no gun like, bunnies <laughs> in our store? But <laughs> None. But, okay. We're going to cover that later anyway, but they're, they're like overly sexualized, right. you know, they're like, right. you know, and so it's awesome you know, you're like that perfect Im- middle space where you are, you love makeup. You say that on your website all the time and your, your Facebook page and, and you're very right. beautiful and, and you're very comfortable with your femininity, but um, you're also very comfortable throwing your hair in a ponytail, getting out on the range and getting some serious competition done. Thank, thank you for that, Cheryl, because I, I, I actually want to, I want to portray the image that you don't have to be an extreme. 
dream one way or the other, that you could just be yourself. Exactly. And, you know, accept who you are. But but I still love guns and I still support the Second Amendment. And, and I'm comfortable with that. You yeah. know, and I think that there needs to be more... Um, more of a push that you don't have to go either on either side of the spectrum. Well, you're hitting your mark and you're an amazing example to other women who are trying to figure out how do I fit this tool into my <laughs> life? You know, it feels so foreign to so many of us, especially, right. you know, you're, you're a very small statured woman. And so then you put this, this heavy piece of equipment and machinery on your hip. It's hard to figure out how do I incorporate that in? And you're just doing it amazingly. Well, Amy, Thank you know, you. you're welcome. You know, I, I'm concerned. You know, people that have been around guns, but they never shot them, and let's say they don't go in the Marines and they just get married and they marry somebody that doesn't like guns, they could very well become a anti-gun person because they never took the time and the experience to shoot a gun. I wish. Right, we could get, and I, go ahead. Yeah, I've I've seen that. I've seen that actually because I, I, you know, I, I train. Um, sometimes I'll get a student in one of my classes and exactly the situation you're describing. Well, my husband owns, owns guns and, uh, you know, I just never really had the interest, but, um, you know, maybe the husband is pushing her to, to learn about the gun. So it's a very interesting dynamic there, you know, when, when you see that happen. Right. We need to take that word out of the language push. We need, <laughs> you know, um, there's, yes. there's a way, I mean, if I wanted my wife to shoot and she didn't have guns in the, in the old days, I would have pushed. Now I would influence and I would get somebody that would help her that she's comfortable with. You know, I've learned so much. You know, you don't take your biggest gun out to somebody to shoot the first time. We used to do that because, ah, that was funny. And and I've learned so much now that you scare people away from it by your technique. And and that's not what we want to do. Right. right. So there's no pushing. Exactly. All right. Well, I want to talk about, all right, now, so you're out of the Marines, and now your whole life is, you know, you're a firearms instructor, you're a freelance writer, and you write about guns, you're on mm-hmm. social media all the time with guns, and now we're, you're part of this thing called the DC Project. How did yes. that happen? So, D- Diana Muller, who is actually, I guess we can call her the head person in charge of her, you know, she she basically uh, created the DC Project, and she was the, um, you know, the, yeah. the one who thought of the whole pro- whole idea and the whole project and organization of it. But mm-hmm. her and I met a few years ago. I've known her for a few years now. And um, we met on the uh, competitive uh, scene, I guess. We, we both shoot three-gun competitively. And um, I, I went into her in a few matches, and, and we became friends. And um, she actually, you know, told me about the DC project when she was initially thinking about it. And asked if I was interested in, in uh, you know, helping. And, of course, I said, I said yes, because it just sounded so unique. And what a great opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, to, to educate other people, which is, you know, I, I, I feel like my purpose is I'm here to educate. And um, I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, it's just a, almost a natural extension of who you are and what you do anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, you're going to be one of our speakers on the, yes, the lawn of the Capitol building. What What's your general topic? So my general topic is uh, I think I'm the only one who's uh, out of the group um, who's a military veteran. And I'm going to be just the voice behind that um, and primarily talking about how, um, you know, when I enlisted, it was in defense of the Constitution and uh, everything that this country stands for. And uh, just because, you know, I, I tell, I tell my, my friends all the time that just because my active service has ended, that doesn't mean that 
my defense of the Constitution or the oath that I took to, to you know, defend our country, that that never went away. We, mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't say, okay, the, the oath expires <laughs> upon, your, <laughs> upon you leaving service. So, and I think it's just as a, as a citizen, everyone, you know, everyone should, should feel that same way. So well, I couldn't I'm agree. going to tie those, those together. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. And, and we have such a, an odd um, example in our, our political realm of what leadership looks like, because that isn't really leadership, but what you do is. And so I'm so happy to have uh, an example like, like yours and all the fine women involved in the DC project to show people, you know, we, we lead by example, we lead by doing, and we yes. encourage others to, to follow along with what we're doing. And, you know, if you don't, that's fine. That's fine. But don't impede me with some crazy laws that you're trying to write up, right? <laughs> exactly. Especially right now when this whole topic is so on the top of everyone's, it seems like it's on the top of everyone's agenda to to have some type of stance either way on it. When it really, um, you know, Diana told me, um, you know, she, she mentioned something and it, it stuck with me that the Second Amendment is not a political issue. It, it's, it's a constitutional one. So, Amen. you know, I, I always go back to that whenever we whenever the conversation leads to, you know, changing the Second Amendment or because um, it's just this is kind of crazy what's going on with the uh, with the laws that are being um, suggested. Looked at and, and, yeah. Right. Well, before we have to run, please tell our listeners, how do they follow all of your adventures? Sure. Yes. Uh, I, so I'm I'm mainly uh, active. I, I, I guess I'm most active on Facebook. And they can find me on there. My, um, I do have a public page, but I'm not. I just started it, so it's not really, you know, lot, not a lot of content on it. But it's Amy Dillon. Um, but they can also follow me on my personal page, which is set up to where you can subscribe to my posts. And I do. I've been starting to do live feeds where I talk about gun laws and gun topics and firearms and accessories. So I do that weekly now. Um, but they can find me at Ada May Dillon, and that's spelled A D D A. M-A-Y-D-I-L-L-O-N. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. You're a busy, busy girl, and we've got to run, but thank you for being with us, and I'm excited about seeing you in uh, just a little under two weeks, right? Yes, that's right. We've got a lot of, I've got a lot of work I'm still, still doing for that, but <laughs> I'm excited. Me too. All right, thanks okay. a lot. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right. Well, you definitely want to stick around because you've heard the name Diana Muller several times already on this show. And she is our next guest. She is the originator, the coordinator of this amazing DC project that I'm a part of, that we're all a part of our guests today. So stick around and let's talk with Diana Muller. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org.
And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knoll Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at PottyGoldEstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. And we're sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We're talking today about projecting a new face on the Second Amendment by talking to the ladies of the DC Project. Up next is the founder, organizer of the DCP, who is also a retired police officer, the captain of Team Benelli 3-Gun, a certified instructor, and is the co-host of Shooting Gallery on the Outdoor Channel. Diana, are you there? I'm here. Miss Diana Muller, I'm exhausted just listening to all you do. How do you do all of that? I'm just going to sit back and listen to how awesome I sound. <laughs> Diana, we've, we've, <laughs> right? had, we've had several guests on before you, and all they did was mention your name. But before we start, first of all, I'd like to say 22 years in the Tulsa Police Department. Thank you very much for your service. Well, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. It's a it's a great career. Man, you you are just such an accomplished woman. I and I think that you are such the perfect person to be the founder and organizer of this community because I mean, who wouldn't want to follow in your footsteps, honestly? And you're probably going to demure to that from that, but um really, I'm I'm so excited and honored to be a part of this thing that you've created. Um, and I want you to tell us a little bit about, so we have an idea of how it came about, but like, what, what does it mean to you to, to have started this thing? Well, it's, it's really exciting. Um, I, I, I really didn't know where it would go or what it would do. I just knew that I, I wanted to make it different. You know, I think a lot of things, a lot of projects, a lot of uh, movements start like that. So I just wanted to make a difference. And uh, I found myself in D.C. in front of a congressman. And I thought as I, as much as the Second Amendment and the gun culture gets attacked, is there something that I can do as a professional shooter to reach out to these legislators? Mine in particular are mostly pro-Second Amendment. So I don't have a whole lot of pushback there. Um, I have a lot of support there, but I also want to let them know that I support them and that they are on the right track. Um, I don't need 
10 people calling in to, to one person calling in of anti to pro. So we need to, even if the people that serve us are uh, serving us well, we need to let them know that they're on the right track. So just, uh, you know, being in front of my guy and, and wondering if there was something I could do um, as a pro shooter to educate them, to reach out to them, to just let them meet me and realize that I, I'm not a monster. I am a good human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized maybe, you know, my guys are pro second amendment. So how am I going to reach these other states that have senators and representatives that aren't necessarily pro? And that's kind of where the idea came to take one from every state, try to see if we could get one woman from every state to come and talk to everybody, everybody that we can. I absolutely love it. It's such a, an amazing idea because, you know, the whole idea of make, building relationships with our elected officials, I I never thought about it that way. I thought, well, you know, I see their name on the ballot. I try to research them the best I can. I, I vote one way or the other, and then my job is done. Oh, no, it's not, right? Right, right. Well, especially in hot topics like uh, the Second Amendment, um, you're, you're coming just last night, the Democrats that were doing the sit-in on the House floor. Mm-hmm. Just, I would have never probably paid attention to that 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as age comes, you pay attention to deeper things, and you want your country to, you know, you. I still want to serve my country, and I feel like that this is this is a, something that God put on my heart now, and this is, this is my uh, adventure. <laughs> Well, I love it, and I, I do definitely think that, you know, God's hand is in it because people are just eager to be a part of it. It's not like you're having to, you know, cajole people into saying, you know, hey, we really need somebody from Arizona. I was like knees and elbows trying to get to the head of the line. <laughs> Pick me from Arizona. Can yeah, I come? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. I have been surprised by the amount, of, because this is all self-funded. Every woman is taking care of herself, getting there all the expenses incurred, I would have loved to have the money to say, hey, um, you know, I'll, I'll pay for your way or I'll, I'll help you in some manner to get there. Uh, to ha- and I'm sure we would have had all the states if that were the case. But I've been surprised at, of the support that we've gotten so far. And uh, I'm really happy. It's just, it's just blown my mind, really. Well, and I think people are more bought in. When you've invested not only your time to get someplace, but you've invested your money, I think you're just, you own it so much more. And so, you know, who doesn't want a paid vacation to go to D.C.? Sure, I'll do that. But when we are all ponying up our own finances, um, it, it just has a... It's something we believe in. Yeah, for sure. Diana, I, w- what I've learned from this thing is that, you know, we hear on the news all the time, Obama and other leaders saying that, you know, this is what the people want. This is what the people are, are requesting. I find that these senators, they have no idea unless we go and tell them, how do they know what we want? And for you guys to do this program, it's, it's awesome because now you're, even though you're going to an anti-gun person, you're saying, this is our needs. This is what we want. I mean, if we get enough of that, then they may start changing their votes, Right. Well, hopefully that would be the uh, that would be the outcome. But you know that's a, that could probably be a long process, especially for hardcore anti-gunners. Um, but the more people that they meet, the more gun owners that they meet, and the more positive experiences they have out of that, the better off we all are. Because I really do feel like 
this subject and several other subjects are becoming such a divisive point for our country. Well, I could, I could agree with you that it's a long process. But what I, what I also am seeing is that we're seeing a great amount of response of this. I mean, people are coming out of the woodwork and they're starting to say, protect our gun rights. And it's because, right. of, it's because of women like you that this is happening because you are making everybody aware. And for, it seems like for every bark about an anti-gun thing, you, you, your, your people or this type of group is bringing 10 reasons why we shouldn't have anti-gun or be anti-gun. So right, I, right. I think it's great. I'm just, I'm just really, you know, I'm, I'm really tired of the rhetoric mm. and I'm really tired of being demonized mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the gun owners are putting some sort of blame or making us feel ashamed that if I don't agree with your common sense gun regulations that you're indicating that I don't have common sense because mm. I don't right. agree with you. Well, we see uh, it. We see like it. That, that I'm sorry. We see ahead. it too because Cheryl and I, we have the gun shop, and we go to places that maybe they're not gun people, and we say we we kind of are quiet about owning the gun shop, and it's it's something we have to learn to be proud of and and fight for and not cow down. But no. what were you going to say, Diana? Sorry. Yeah. That well, I I agree, and I think that you know removing. Uh, I, I feel like we're kind of scrubbing the gun culture out of America. You know, you don't see it on TV. You can't, uh, gun companies can't advertise on uh, mainstream um, media. So, uh, and I feel like we're just eroding, eroding our culture and the lifestyle that would be able to pass it on to the next people or at least make people feel comfortable about it. You know, I also know a gun owner. Um, yeah, so the same, same same thing in California, you know. I think that it's a very much an underground lifestyle because it's so it's so preyed upon and so demonized that you just don't want to bring it up. So true. And what I love, uh, one of the things that I love that you said is that, you know, if we can go to some of our legislators who they, they themselves have this agenda of, of infringing on our Second Amendment rights, they're anti-gun, and give them a positive experience. We, the DC Project, and nobody in it that I know of are these angry yellers. We are logical. We are fact-based. And, you know, we're, we're moms. We're grandmas, right? And we're just right, trying right. to... Lawyers. Yes. Just, uh, yeah, the, I remember I wanted to tell you when we brought up God's hand in this because um, it's kind of funny because I... Uh, I was floored. I went to a girl and again national conference to teach. Mm-hmm. And one of the gals from California came up and said that she would like to come on the trip and, and represent California. Mm. See, California is Feinstein, <laughs> Boxer, people who absolutely have said that they want guns, all guns gone. Mm-hmm. And she turns out to be a Democrat. I mean, I would have never, I don't know how this happened, but we have several, we have uh, our New Jersey, our California, and one of our gals from Texas, Robin Sandoval, they're all Democrats. Mm-hmm. And who better to walk into Boxer and Feinstein's office and say, I have something in common with you, but I disagree with you on this issue. That's awesome. You gave me goosebumps. Seriously. That's, that's an incredibly <laughs> powerful voice to, to be stepping up. And they would have n- probably never done it if you hadn't have organized this group of women and started this project. So, fantastic. 
What were you going to say, Dan? Yeah, it's kind of it, it's kind of neat. But we're, we're seeing several Democrats coming in the store too, and you know we get into conversations and they tell me they're Democrats, and I think what's going on is the Democrat, the uh, Hillary Clinton, she's saying she's going to take our guns away. Well, there's there's people that are Democrats that like guns and they don't like that they're going to take our guns away. Right. So I think that's going to right. And there's a lot of constitutionalists out there, and there's a lot of uh, people, old school Democrats, that I don't think they, uh, you know, I feel like everybody's party has been hijacked a, mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not what, that's not constitutional, that's not freedom-loving, that's not liberal, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, what they're embracing isn't exactly <clears throat> the definition of being liberal, so... Yeah, you're seeing a little bit of pushback, but God bless them for having the um, having the gall to stand up and say, "Hey, this isn't uh, this isn't right," because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take their own base to to push back against some of the uh, ideas that they the roads that they're traveling right now. Exactly. All right. Well, we are almost out of time, but I wanted to to ask you if somebody says, "I love this idea, but I can't physically travel to to DC." Uh, during uh, July 6th through 8th, when this is all taking on, uh, place, wh- what can they do to be a part of it? How can they follow along? Well, follow follow us along. It's, uh, there's a Facebook page called BC Project, and uh, follow us there. This isn't, it's, this isn't highly organized, and it's not highly big. Um, I'm really focused on, we've probably got 40 out of the 50 states that are represented, and I'm really focused on trying to get those girls uh, to have a good experience, positive experience, and then I can do everything I can for them as the organizer. Mm-hmm. So follow us. Feel free to follow us. If you have any questions, reach out to me or uh, online or on Facebook at the DC Project. You know, you can send us messages if you have any questions, if you would like to support it somehow. Um, but yeah, and, and then me personally, you can follow me and my career at uh, Diana Muller 3 Gun on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well, and, and just reach out if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions. I'm missing several states still, so it's a little late in the game, but we'd be welcoming everybody. And anybody who's listening on the East Coast, we're having a rally. Did you tell them about the rally, Cheryl? I did. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So July yeah, 8th, Friday afternoon. Correct. At 2 p.m. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see you soon. I know. I'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Bye now. All right. Stick around. We still have our second hour of Gun Freedom Radio. Great guests, our responsibly armed citizen report, and Dan's tip of the week. Coming up after this. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at PottyGoldEstate.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at SelfDefenseGunStories.com.
And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Um...